you know these trillions of bacteria that lives in our gut basically we have more external dna in our body than we have our own dna because of these trillions of bacteria that contributes their dna towards our health so what happens is that you know because we have trillions of bacteria some good not some not so good right and most of this bacteria lives in either the large intestine or somewhere near that they are not supposed to be present in the small intestine so when we see that there is an overgrowth or presence of this kind of bacteria in the small intestine that's what basically we call as sibo the information provided in this podcast is educational and not intended to diagnose or treat medical conditions are you struggling with bloating gas constipation and fatigue but don't know what's causing these problems The Gut Health Reset podcast with Dr. Anne Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. Today on the Gut Health Reset podcast, we are going to talk about Hashimoto's and how Hashimoto's thyroid disease is linked to the gut and some strategies to help to lower your antibodies and potentially reverse your Hashimoto's. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Gut Health Reset Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today my special guest is Dr. Gupta. He is a best-selling author, speaker, researcher, and a world expert on Hashimoto's disease. He educates people worldwide on reversing Hashimoto's disease He is a board-certified family medicine physician with advanced certification in functional medicine, peptide theory, and is also fellowship-trained in integrative medicine. He has worked at the prestigious Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine alongside Dr. Mark Hyman. He has helped thousands of patients reverse their health issues by using concepts of functional medicine. Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate having you here today. Well, it's really a pleasure coming over here and talking about this important topic. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing, spreading the positive information among all the people. Yeah. So I really like what you are lecturing on, which is primarily Hashimoto's. And you've written a book about steps to address and reverse Hashimoto's. But it being the Gut Health Podcast, we're going to get into that in just a second. What is Hashimoto's for starters? Absolutely. So Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune condition of a thyroid gland. In this condition, your body starts producing antibodies, which starts a very slow destruction of the thyroid gland. And ultimately, people actually get diagnosed with hypothyroidism. But in reality, most people don't know the real reason of their hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's disease. Mm, It's very common, isn't it? It is. It's the most common autoimmune condition worldwide. And why has it become so common? So there are various theories behind it. Obviously, we do not know the exact reason. And that goes back into that why do people develop Hashimoto's disease? So research is very clear. It says that Hashimoto's disease happens because of an interplay between a person's genetic pool and the environment around us. Now, our genetic pool has not changed so much in the last decade or so because it takes millions of years to change it. So the only thing which has changed is our environment around us and that is the reason we are seeing such a high incidence of Hashimoto's disease. And this environment comprises about food we eat, 
the air we breathe, you know, the toxins that we get exposed to, you know, different kinds of infections that are going around, you know, as well as our gut microbiome, you know, all those things is the environment that our body plays around day in, day out. And that's the reason that we are seeing an increased incidence of Hashimoto's because this environment is totally changed from it was before. Mm -hmm. So we're getting these triggers into our genetic code specifically that are that are giving us problems with our thyroid gland and antibodies to attack our thyroid. Um, Absolutely. And, and so, you know, generally, you know, being in practice, a lot of folks will come in, they're on level thyroxine or Synthroid that is specifically for the thyroid, right? I know you're smiling because you know what's coming next. And so they are on basically thyroid replacement medication. And it's interesting because some people initially feel better on that and then that kind of wanes and then they need more and more. Um, and so what is the difference? Because, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people think thyroid disease is treated the same, but what is the difference between maybe conventional treatment for the thyroid gland in a functional medicine approach to a, to treating the thyroid gland? So the, the difference is totally opposite management because as you said, the only medicine available with conventional doctors is the levothyroxin and that's the only thing they can prescribe. They do not have anything to treat the real reason which is the Hashimoto's disease or this autoimmune component to it. So what basically happens is that people are being diagnosed with low thyroid and they're giving this levothyroxine as a band-aid to their thyroid. But they are left alone to tackle this inflammation and this autoimmunity on their own. Nothing is being done. And that's the reason slowly and slowly the thyroid gland is being destroyed to the point that people need more and more medications as they go along. And in the interesting fact is that the research studies show that more than 60 to 70% of people who have Hashimoto's disease and they're still taking medicines, they still continue to suffer from symptoms of Hashimoto's. Because in reality, we are not treating Hashimoto's. We are just putting a patch on the thyroid gland by giving them thyroid hormone. And in functional medicine, we go to the root cause of the problem and figure out why that particular person developed Hashimoto's disease in first place. And then in a stepwise fashion, we address all of those root causes and not only we improve the quality of the life, but we are also able to reduce those antibodies. And in some cases, we are able to reverse a disease also. And I think another uh, important point is the blood work. So it, it seems like, you know, when you go in traditionally to get your labs run, you know, T uh, thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH is generally part of that panel. But you're not seeing a lot of additional tests run. Sometimes you see free T3 run or T4, but for the most part, it might be those three or just TSH. So do you feel like, you know, the blood testing for functional medicine, I mean, I personally think that it's definitely more comprehensive checking the antibodies, for example, to make sure to rule in or to rule out if you have Hashimoto's itself, right? Absolutely, yes. And again, most people know that they have a thyroid disorder like hypothyroidism, but they have never been checked for Hashimoto's. So you're absolutely correct. That's such a simple test. Each and every lab offers the test and your same blood work that is being drawn for checking your thyroid can also be checking these thyroid antibodies. And there's just simply two thyroid antibodies you need to check for. One is TPO, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibody. 
and the other one is a thyroglobulin antibodies. And if your blood test shows that, you know, your antibody levels are higher than the reference range of that lab, that itself is enough to diagnose you with Hashimoto's disease. You don't need a biopsy, you don't need an ultrasound, you don't need fancy tests. These simple tests can tell you whether you have Hashimoto's disease or not. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of folks are wondering out there, like, why are we hitting the thyroid gland so hard on the Gut Health Reset podcast, right? And so I, I promise, guys, I'm getting to how it connects to the gut. But I I want to know what maybe some of the symptoms someone ex would experience with Hashimoto's um, specifically, if you wouldn't mind going through those. Absolutely. And this is where, you know, the gut gets connected with Hashimoto's because one of the major symptoms that Hashimoto's people go through are gut-related symptoms. Either it is constipation or diarrhea or bloating or stomach cramping, even acid reflux symptoms. All of these things are very common symptoms that Hashimoto's people go through. Now, besides these, the other symptoms that are more common are fatigue or being tired or having weight issues where they're not able to lose weight or they just keep on gaining weight. Then brain fog is also another major symptom that a lot of people go through. And then we have other minor symptoms of hair fall or hair thinning, skin issues of rashes on the skin, infertility issues, cold intolerances, so all of those symptoms are associated with Hashimoto's. Okay, so some of the gut issues. So we have acid reflux, and we do know that H. pylori has somewhat, it has been linked to uh, thyroid gland disorders. Can you speak a little bit to that? Absolutely. So again, like speaking back to Hashimoto's disease and what are the root causes of it, one of the major root causes is gut-related infections. And H. pylori is definitely one of those gut-related infections which can definitely lead to triggering of Hashimoto's disease. And again, you know, like a lot of people are not being checked for H. pylori. They have this acid reflux problem ongoing for a long time. They are giving PPIs or acid suppression medicines. But in reality, it can be the H. pylori which is triggering their Hashimoto's disease or causing the thyroid problem. And the thyroid in turn is causing their uh, acid suppression in their stomach. And that is, again, feeding to that H. pylori overgrowth. So it's kind of the loop that people go through that initially starts with the H. pylori, then the thyroid gets affected, the thyroid lowers your stomach acid, and the lower stomach acid actually increases the H. pylori infection further in your gut. And people just are not able to break that loop. Hey, this is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Have you ever spent hours searching for the right supplements to heal your body? And when you finally found them, Maybe you weren't sure it was a brand that you could trust or if the products were safe. After hearing about these issues time and time again, I decided to put together a complete store of supplements for healing and supporting your gut at DrAnneMarieBarter.com. There are supplements for constipation, thyroid health, gut health, energy, and so much more. There are bundles created for sleep support, pain support, histamine support, and the list just goes on and on. These supplements I use personally, or I've handpicked because they've worked time and time again on countless cases in the office. And on the website, you can see what ingredients we use to put your mind at ease. If you visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com and use the promo code podcast to get 10% off your next order. So what are you waiting for? Go visit Dr. Anne-Marie Barter and get 10% off your supplement bundle. Ciao.
And now back to our episode. Absolutely. In this, in the second one, uh, maybe a SIBO infection. Could you go into a little bit about how SIBO, um, what it is, and how it is linked to um, thyroid disorders? Absolutely. So SIBO is basically small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Now, most people, you know, listening to this podcast, I'm sure they know about their gut microbiome. We've hit it hard here. We have hit it hard. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm sure. And that is so important to hit it hard because, you know, it basically kind of is one of those gems that we have figured out in the last decade. You know, these trillions of bacteria that lives in our gut. Basically, we have more external DNA in our body than we have our own DNA because of these trillions of bacteria that contributes their DNA towards our health. So what happens is that, you know, because we have trillions of bacteria, some good, not some not so good, right? And most of this bacteria lives in either the large intestine or somewhere near that. They are not supposed to be present in the small intestine. So when we see that there is an overgrowth or presence of this kind of bacteria in the small intestine, that's what basically we call as SIBO. Most people know them as bad bacteria or overgrowth of bad bacteria in their gut. Now, what the SIBO causes is multiple problems. The first thing what it leads to is that it actually leads to not able to absorb different vitamins and minerals uh, from our small intestine. And we know the thyroid needs good minerals like iodine, like iron, like magnesium, B vitamins. And all of these absorption is happening in the small intestine. Because of SIBO, they are not able to absorb these nutrients and that ultimately obviously affects the thyroid. The second thing is that this SIBO also leads to inflammation in the gut. And there is a strong connection between the gut and thyroid. When there is inflammation present in the gut, that leads to ultimate inflammation in the thyroid and that again triggers Hashimoto's disease. The other thing SIBO causes is something called leaky gut, right? You know, like the leaky gut is a major concept which is linked to all the autoimmune conditions. And SIBO definitely, because of all that inflammatory products which are happening in the SIBO, you know, like damages the gut junctions and leads to leaky gut, which flares up the Hashimoto's disease and triggers that. So various ways SIBO actually affects the Hashimoto's and the thyroid disorder. So many different areas. And I mean, what do you think comes first? Gut issues or thyroid issues? Or is it just like it could be, you know, it could be either or? It could be either or, but definitely I feel that in majority of the cases, it is the gut which gets affected first and that leads to these thyroid problems. And then because we know that the thyroid hormone is so vital for gut functioning that again, it makes the gut even worse. And that's the reason most people with thyroid disorders have several years of gut-related symptoms and suddenly they feel that their symptoms have gotten worse in the last few years since they got a diagnosis of thyroid disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, you You also have stated that candida could also be a contributing factor as well between the thyroid and gut connection. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So again, like we know majority of the time about SIBO, which is the overgrowth of bacteria, but there is also SIFO, which is the overgrowth of fungal growth, you know, which happens in the gut. And candida plays such a big role in the C4. Now, candida is one of those parasites or one of those kind of yeast which can actually change our immune system and turn it against our own body. And this is what happens in Hashimoto's disease is that basically our immune system gets turned against our own body and that starts this autoimmune process. 
and candida is master in doing that you know candida lives kind of under the radar in our gut and then slow uh, destruction starts happening because of this candida it hijacks our immune system slowly and slowly lowers our gut immunity and then that lowered gut immunity we get other infections associated with candida and that again leads to this hashimotos disease so that's a very very major problem that candida causes and then plus candida also causes various hormonal dysfunction it kind of hijacks our cortisol systems our adrenal system that's the reason we get all those sugar cravings you know we are mood changes which are happening in lot of females with feeling fatigue or tiredness or brain fog is a major cause you know of candida because of that so i mean i feel like we have adequately we've hit a lot with the gut in a pretty quick fashion but it's definitely all related but you've written a book called reversing hashimotos and so what sets your book apart from some of the other books out there Absolutely so there are great books which have been written on Hashimotos what i figured out was that those books are written in a language or in terminology which are very heavily focused on just giving the science behind it and a lot of people were not able to understand or what exactly was going on to kind of make it easy to understand and plus a lot of times you know they do not give you stepwise protocol to fix things so i wanted to write a book where like i would like to explain complex terminology and science into layman terminology so people can easily understand what is going on with them and plus it has to be backed with research so we have at least more than 180 research articles you know that are referenced in the book so people know that what i'm talking about has science behind it and plus try to make it for people and the second thing is that you know i made this three step protocol for people so who who wants to get better with hashimotos disease they can start implement that protocol today itself so they can see changes in their life improve the quality of their life they have do you have a little taste of a little bit of the protocols that you could kind of give us just a touch of an overview on to to um get people a little interested in it Absolutely the protocols is kind of very simple you know again trying to make things very simple so very first step is again trying to help people understand the root cause approach identifying the root cause right so there are five major big categories of root causes that play a role in hashimotos you know one of them is food sensitivities the second one is nutritional deficiencies the third one is stress the fourth one is toxins and the fifth one is infections obviously these are big categories in itself but what i did in the book was that trying to kind of lay down some questions for the people so they can try to answer those questions on their own and identify which root causes categories they might have issues with now the issue over here is that most people are looking for that one category one root cause that played a role but what people do not understand is that hashimotos disease happens because of two plus root causes so at least there are between two or three root causes playing a role so do not stop at the first category where you feel is the right one for you but look at all the categories so that's the first step the second step is start this healing process changing your lifestyle which is more friendly towards hashimotos so in that aspects we develop this diet you know which is thyroid friendly diet again the concept is very simple remove foods which are damaging to your thyroid and include foods which is healing for your thyroid So that's the concept of this diet that we share in the book, you know, like or like you know, talk about in various places. 
and then including certain supplements which again have shown in research studies that will be healing for Hashimoto's disease like selenium, zinc, vitamin D, you know, magnesium, all of those things. So that's the very second step. The third step is removing the toxicities because each and every one of us get bombarded with toxins. First toxicity we talk about is stress. You know, stress kind of, you know, basically hijacks the whole thyroid system and that is one of the major reasons a lot of people get Hashimoto's disease. So working on that stress is very important. The second of all is removing the toxicities, you know, which are real, like heavy metals, mold toxins or other environmental toxins. Again, I do not propose in the book of going on a full-blown detox protocol because for that you need a practitioner to develop the proper detox protocol for you. What I want to talk about is what you call as toxin-free lifestyle. How you can lower the toxins, how we can find the toxins in our immediate environment that you can get rid of is very important. And then also lowering, you know, like the toxicities of infections, improving your immunity in the body so your immune system can do the same job it was supposed to do before. So that's the third step. And this is kind of three simple steps. People, if they follow that, we have seen phenomenal results and people can definitely improve their Hashimoto's disease as well as they can improve their symptoms for sure. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I have definitely seen the research, uh, selenium, some of the research on the thyroid antibodies, dropping those. It's been incredible seeing that in my own practice. Same with vitamin D. You definitely see those thyroid antibodies drop dramatically. It's it's pretty neat to see that. So um, is there anything that I didn't ask about that's important to mention I think the main important message out here is there is hope for people to get better, right? Because they have been told time and again, if you get Hashimoto's disease, that's the end of the story. You cannot get better. There is no way you can do anything to lower the antibodies. And that is not true. You know, as I suggested, there are so many research studies which show so many different things which can people do today to lower the antibodies, safeguard the thyroid gland. And plus, most importantly, that get their life back because so many people are struggling with symptoms day in day out because of Hashimoto's disease and you can do things today that can change the whole trajectory and it doesn't have to be very long protocols just changing your diet just changing your stress management doing you know like exercising sleeping better those things are phenomenal that is where the heavy lifting happens in your life and if you do those things that can certainly improve your Hashimoto's disease. Fantastic. So where can people find your book, Reversing Hashimoto's, and find you if they would like to get in touch with you? So the book is available on Amazon. So that's the best place to order that. You know, it's available on Kindle. If people like to kind of read on the digital platform. Uh, to find me, we do share a lot of great information in all different formats because people learn in all different ways. So we have an active blog. I write research-based blog on my website. You know, uh, so my website is anshulguptamd.com. People who want to read on the blogs, they can go over there. We have a very active YouTube channel, which is again, the handle is anshulguptamd. And again, we are sharing a lot of great information about, again, what people can do today naturally to help improve their thyroid and Hashimoto's. Same thing on Instagram. Also, we are there with Anshul Gupta MD handle. If people want to follow us over there, we share information over there too. 
Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here and sharing such wonderful knowledge and just uh, walking us through Hashimoto's. Absolutely. It was a great pleasure over here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne-Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.